I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast, an announced podcast, but a podcast nonetheless, and <coughs> that didn't go very well. I decided I'd take a drink before before I came on camera, and the drink went down the wrong way, as, as if I'm not coughing enough as it is, but just do not adjust your screens. We've got three people on the podcast tonight, and I want to welcome Paddy, as always, onto the podcast, but also I want to welcome Vinny. Uh, you know, a lot of you guys who know Vinny from the comments here, and Vinny is an Aston Villa fan here in Ireland. Um, I'm probably going to butcher this uh, this introduction, but Vinny will give us his life story about following Villa in a moment himself. But he's from a wonderful place called Ballycotton in County Cork. And if you aren't, if you haven't been to Ballycotton in County Cork, I can't help you because you just got to go there. Um, <laughs> that's the best I can do for you, Vinny. Vinny, how are you doing? I'm going to come to you first because but everyone is uh, here enough of Paddy anyway. I'm very good. You can never hear enough of the boy Kelly, as you say. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, if 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 you haven't been to Ballycotton, don't blink. It, it's it's kind of that's it. Blink and you'll miss it. I'm from Skibbereen, the home of the Roars, but I um, fell in love and got in trouble and ended up moving here. Um, yeah, it's to the, to that extent. So like we're all we're all in trouble. Um, in terms of Aston Villa. You know, when I was seven or eight or something like that, I think it was, we were in, I was in primary school and all the boys were Man United and Liverpool and there was a couple of Blackburns because they hadn't, they'd recently won the league and, you know, who was I going to support? My, I had a brother who was an Arsenal, I had a brother who was a Liverpool, I had a brother who was a, like an all good bit older than me, but um, I didn't want to support any of them and, and I know some Irish game, I couldn't even tell you what it was and like the, the 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 graphic came up at the start 
and it was like this fella, that club, this fella, that club, this fella, that club, and five of the starting eleven or something like that were Aston Villa, and I was like, sure, that's mostly the Irish team. I'll I'll pick them. Jesus, what a curse I brought on myself. <laughs> Ray Houghton and Andy Townsend have a lot to answer for. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, as, as I said, we can't be say, can't be speaking ill of Paul McGrath, but uh, no, whatever. No. But Ray Houghton and Townsend, they do us. Yeah, they us Irish fans. I, of course, Paddy won't allow me to speak ill of Steve Staunton either. So, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to mention these. Uh, so there's there's this there's this fantastic time in Irish football whereby there's just there's like a two year blank in managership and, and and results. So Paddy buys the almanac and he gets a big big black marker and he just crosses out those results that Steve Staunton had as Irish manager and because uh, they don't exist in his house well he uh, was the gaffer <laughs> and the book did stop with him yeah and all the potential banana skins but no in fairness to him um, fantastic player as well and, and and as you say like you like an awful lot of Irish Villa fans um, did follow Aston Villa because of the Irish contingent and you know what can I be really honest sure. lads I forgot to make this podcast visible to everybody. So about halfway through Vinny's, uh, Vinny's monologue about how he followed Villa, everyone started piling in. They must be looking and going, who the, why the hell are the three people on the screen? So I'm just going to pretty much go over what we just went through again. Um, but uh, yes, do not adjust your screens. We've got three people on the screen here. As I say, we've got the boy Kelly, as we've christened him here. And also we've got Vinny. You guys may know Vinny from the comments. He's always in the comments. He's Kahua, uh, also rare, and Kahua Gaming. And uh, Vinny is... Actually, Vinny, we might get into it in a while. We won't do it we'll, We won't do it to start off. But we might get into your football manager addiction, I think is what we can call that, it. That has waned. That has waned. That has waned. But Vinny is Mr. Football Manager, I would say, in Ireland, uh, which oh, uh, has a story in itself. <laughs> Um, yeah, see the way I told you I'd big you up. I was people weren't able to hear my my big rendition or my big um, tourism uh, plump for Belly Cotton and County Cork either. So uh, they'll be able to hear it back when they when they listen back to it in the audio. They'll get it on the audio pod for sure. They'll get yeah. it in the audio podcast yeah. in the morning is right. <laughs> Which yeah, but no, Vinny, you're very welcome. Thank you, thanks a million for coming. Oh, no bother. Uh, coming I was on. I was delighted and, to uh, text from Penny yeah, earlier. It was great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And I know we've been, I've been trying to get, you know, we've been talking about getting you on for ages. So it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic to have you on. And you know, like we, we do have a, a kind of a traveling, um, a traveling circus as well. I like to call this podcast. And sometimes we need to bring on uh, one or two little people to keep us a small little bit sane and to keep us a small little bit, small little bit kind of righted uh, at times. So it's always good to. <laughs> I don't know if uh, I'm the guy to that. make people sane. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was setting you up for the fall there to, to just bring you in as one of us. <laughs> well, but, um, I, I always say what's better than two sexy Irishmen. I would say three sexy Irishmen. You're dead right, Viddy. We do. We I feel, it, I, feel a bit I feel a bit left out here. I'm the one without the beard, so I, I just want. To <laughs> and how, does the feel, how does it feel not to have the best beard on the podcast for once? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, gingerness. Um, gingerness. <laughs> yeah, like Graham Fenton. I can't remember too many other ginger. I get Shane Lowry a lot. I get Shane Lowry a lot. Shane Lowry, yeah. Like, <laughs> last summer, I was going to play pitch and put up in the the, the small little course we have. Um, <laughs> Shane Lowry arrived right, without a pitch and put course. No, yeah, no. But I was walking up the road with my with a putter and a pitcher over my shoulder, <laughs> and a, like a boil sports gelée on me, and someone stopped the car and said. I swear I saw you playing golf in Dubai yesterday. I was like, yeah, no, it's, quick, it's a quick flight, I told him. 
Yeah, well, uh, you got Shane Lowry. I had a hilarious situation being a man of five foot seven or five foot eight, being a man of small stature, and um, but broad in the shoulder. I had a hilarious situation whereby a guy blindly drunk out of his mind one night came up and was convinced I was Sean O'Brien, the Irish rugby player. I wanted to oh, take yeah. a photograph. <laughs> I was kind of standing there going, "If you think rugby players are short five seven or five eight, <laughs> I don't know where you've been all your life, buddy." But uh, well, you, yeah, you don't exactly look like Peter Stringer, in any. You don't exactly look like Peter Stringer. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Michael Huggins, do I know? I know. Let me guess. The Red Brick Palace wasn't built in a day. That's Michael Huggins. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic, uh, fantastic new phrase. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm more more worried about this comment here. (laughs) That's what I like to see. Absolutely. Yeah, look, this his podcast tonight's gonna to be a bit of crack, Luke, as I say. Stevenage away or Stevenage at home in the FA Cup. Like we talk an awful lot of bluster and blow and 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 and, and, and sometimes kind of make it up as we go along the on this podcast here. A lot of people do. Um but I'm not gonna sit here and stand and pretend I'm an aficionado of Stevenage uh Stevenage football because uh, I would be doing them a disservice. One thing I do know about Stevenage is they they have um they signed Daryl Horgan, Irish footballer. Irish international, Irish international signed for them on loan today. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, he signed on on loan for on loan today. Um, from Wickham, so uh, they do have a small bit something new going into this game at the weekend. I, I, I couldn't tell you whether he plays or not. I would imagine he would. Uh, he he's... could be, he could be cooked, he could be cooked tied. Oh, I was just, I was literally just going googling <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, other than Daryl Horgan, I can't tell you a whole pile about Stevenage other than I went through their squad of who they've played over the last few weeks. There's not a man under 25 other than the goalkeeper who's on loan yeah. from, from Fulham. So, uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of uh, old heads in there. So uh, y- you can expect... You can expect them to try and play football, but yeah. I'd imagine they won't over-exude themselves or, or or go all out attack or anything like that. But we've been caught like this in the past, so we need to be a little bit careful about who we who we pick up. Did we, did we lose to Peterborough or someone like that recently? Was that in the uh, cup, or the the league cup, maybe? Yeah, um, no way I've got in my head. Time killings do happen, you know. They've uh, Stephen have actually have. Uh, do you remember uh, former? I think he played. He must have played in the Premier League. Darren Caskey. Remember him? His son is playing. He plays for Stephen. It's Jack Farsakaski. He was really, really highly thought of at one stage. Then injuries. Oh, yeah. kind he's of one, he's one of the ones like I said to Paddy earlier. He was a Brighton wonder kid years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was. Uh, if and football manager, there's your your, your football manager coming back into it. But <laughs> yeah. um, he's playing with Stevenage. He's only just signed for them as well. Signed from Charlton Athletic. So you know, um, it's it's they're, they've they've. Giant killings happen in the FA Cup, and that's why we want to give Stevenage, I suppose, the respect that they deserve. And that's why I wasn't going to come on here and start talking about um and, and being as, as pretending to be as knowledgeable as I possibly could be about 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 Stevenage, because uh, as I say, there is going to be an awful lot of unknowns in this game. David Amu, he played for Aston Villa, didn't he? No, no, no Ryan, Am- was, Ryan, Amu. Ryan Amu. David Amu <laughs> was was with Liverpool. Yeah, he's with Stevenage too. Um, but like, there's always giant killings, and no team is good. No team is too good to be beaten in the third round of the FA Cup because, as we all know, it's the magic of the FA Cup uh, that happens. And how many, how many do times do we hear that this weekend? Two, uh, lots of times. Lots yeah. of times. Yeah. Every time BBC uh, open their mics, and <laughs> um, yeah. also they've got a they've got a wily old manager, Steve Evans. Steve Evans is uh, is larger than life, man. 
you know, you um, or something, isn't it? Ex um ex uh, Leeds, Rotherham United, Peterborough, Gillingham, and um yeah, but he was uh, he's he a League was, One specialist. <laughs> he was he was the manager of Boston United, I think. When do you remember when? Soccer AM used to do Boston goals and they used to um, just focus in on Boston's goals. This is back in like the Tim Lovejoy era. Uh, they yeah. used to focus in on the Boston goals and, because they said that they were the only American team playing in, playing in the in, in league football at the time. But uh, yeah, he's he's their manager. As I say, Wiley on Fox from Gilly, he, he left Gillingham last season and he joined Stevenage. So, you know, he's uh, he knows how to get results in the lower leagues. So another, like as I say, they've they've got a bit of a um, a bit of a, a, a setup there at the moment. Like the players that they brought in there are no mugs, uh, specifically at football league level. So this team are going to want to need a bit of mind in it the weekend. And um, yeah, I, I, I think that I think the Duna Emery will show them some sort of respect. Uh, what what we, like, I suppose, Paddy, to you first, where where do you think the players will, because there will be players that will get rest for Aston Villa. But who do you think gets the rest uh, or what area of the field do you think we will see uh, players get rested in? Well, I suppose the easiest place to start is where's the dangerous place to rest, which which will probably be the centre halves. So we don't we don't have an awful lot of backup in that department, so we'll probably see those two guys staying there. Um, I would imagine our two central defensive midfielders may get switched up along with our two wide eight. That's where I see the main changes coming. But I'd imagine he will probably go with a Danny Ings and Leon Bailey, probably because of of last night, just to probably give them a little bit of a a push on, give Leon Bailey an opportunity to score a couple of goals. That's that's what I'd do if I was the manager, given given the position that he's in. But uh, I think it's important that we see Kamara and Louise get a rest now. I would imagine he'd also play Robin Olsen because I think he deserves it. And uh, yeah, after that, it's anybody's guess. He might play Augustinson. Um right back. Who knows? But yeah, you mentioned Reiki. I think I think he could be a bolter. We could see Sanson. Other than that, is anybody's guess. I, I, I think Reiki is is I think Reiki is gonna be nailed on for this. I don't know why, mm. I just think he is. I also think um I also think we we'll see minutes for Caden Young. Like wh why have him on the bench in Premier League games other than to maybe just soak up that atmosphere yeah. and soak up? But like, why have him there uh, if you don't play him in a game where you're playing against a team that's third from bottom, fourth from bottom in the football league pyramid uh, at the moment? And as I say, we're not denigrating Stevenage. That's just where they are at the moment. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe one or two other young players. I would say Josh Feeney will be in the will be in the squad. Mm -hmm. uh, come the weekend, but then again, he might play Bednarek. He might play Bednarek and Chambers, two centre halves Could as do. well. Like, yeah. why, why wouldn't you? You know. Um, well, it's it's a good I, it's a good time it's a good time to get a rest after after is it nine days? Be three games in nine days. So Stephen is your second. Sorry, last season they finished third, fourth from bottom. I was thinking. The, I was just the, looking yeah, there. Yeah. I was like, I'm, second. Yeah. I'm gonna sorry. see. No, they're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're second in the league. They've only they've only lost yeah. three games this season, so that the, they're they're on a run. We need to be careful. We can't we can't go all out changing eleven players and expect to get a tune out of the team. So we will we will need to leave some talent in there to keep everybody afloat. So um it's one of those ones where you're not hiding nothing. If if you win three 0 everybody goes, Ah, sure, you'd expect that. And then if you if you only win one 0 they go, For God's sake, what were we at today? You know? So 
Um, as you say, he's a cup specialist, Vinny. He, he, he has a lot of respect for all cups. He always has done. So I, I would expect him to go a, a little bit stronger than we'd expect for this one. What do you think, Vinny? I think I think Ashley Young is certain not to play. He is he is like you know he's he's not exactly a spring chicken like. Um, the the other change I'd expect I you say Reiki's certainty I think he's a certainty for minutes. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I meant as well. Yeah, yeah um, I think he's certainly for minutes. I I I would I'd actually ex I'd be surprised if Din Donker and Sanson don't start in those two positions. Um, but like, what do I know? I expect Chambers to play. I don't know which one of the two centre backs will fall. I, I, Olsen, like Paddy says, should be rewarded with the place. Um, and I think he might start Coutinho and be in evenings. Oh yeah, I, I think he starts Coutinho. I meant to say that earlier, and I, yeah, I think he starts good. Coutinho. I don't, I don't see any reason not to start yeah. Coutinho. And like, if he um, could get three assists or something, just to boost confidence or something, you know, like. Anything. Are you a fan, Vinny, of blow them out of, blow teams out of the water in the first 20 minutes and take your players off at halftime? Or are you a fan of start the players that you start the players, give them a rest, uh, start the start the maybe the fringe players and start maybe the younger players and give the, the first teamers a rest and bring them on and see if they can they can ratchet up through the gears for the last 25 minutes or so. It's there's no exact science to it. And people will say, oh, you have to, like, traditionally, this is the way you have to do it. But for a sports science background, I don't think there's actually any difference. Uh, no, yeah. I was reading an article before, but but I suppose, what would be your preference on it? I'd like to start with a little mix. As in, like, if, if you know, it would be something along the lines of, you know, if I was picking the team, that would be Olsen, Cash, Chambers, Feeney, Augustin, Dendonker, Sanson, Caden Young, Coutinho, and Ings. That's and just com yeah, a combination of either yeah. Bailey or 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 Caden Young or whoever. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'd like to see. I, I it wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Feeney starts because I think I think Emery does like him, but he just hadn't got a hold of him yet. I see a couple of reports about the U guys and how they're how Emery sees the future and stuff like that. I don't know. If it, False reports, of course, probably, but you know, they happen too. Anyone think we're going to see Freddie Gilbert in this game? No, <laughs> just to fire the cat in amongst the rod. The only person the see Freddie Gilbert at half four on Sunday is if he voice calls his mother. <laughs> um, other than that, I, I expect him to continue on the missing list, yeah. Um, and the only one of the what the you know the, what we're calling the missing people, Sanson probably gets minutes just to put him in the window. I don't Maybe know, that's yeah. If if he fancied Sanson, Sanson would have come on in the last couple of games. You know, he's the only reason, and the only reason that he plays Sanson in this game is again to put him in the shop window. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not on the TV because um, we could put a couple of players in the shop window. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see him get some minutes. Not that we're going to learn too much against for him playing against Stevenage, but we, we'll. Uh, we, I think we'd all agree that we'd like to see him in there to, just to put him in the shop window if it needs be, or let him play for his place. Um, I still think he has something to offer, but he's obviously not doing it on the training pitch. Otherwise, we'd have seen him by now. It's three managers deep as well. You see, this is the thing. Like, yeah. That's the ma the major issue. Like you, you'd say something if Gerard goes, ah, yeah, 
and no, but like you know, but we're all, we're also three managers deep with with Danny Ings, and he's still not getting the amount of game time that we'd expect. You know, you just you just don't, you just don't know. He's a part of the squad, you know, with, with Danny Ings. Mm. He's a viable part of the squad. And look, Danny Ings had some horror injuries in his career as well. So while his talent is absolutely there, maybe in the 90 minutes, like I'm not saying 90 minutes isn't for him, but he's only 30 years of age. He's just gone 30 as well. He still has plenty in the tank. But uh, maybe they're running around uh, chasing and closing players down that maybe you and I once and maybe that Stephen Gerrard wanted and stuff like that. Um, maybe that might be a strain on the body as well because we know he's got talent. All you to see was the finish last night was great. Actually, do you know what? One of the things, one of the things uh, I didn't notice, and I messaged you, Paddy, was Jose Sa is a good, was a good goalkeeper up until about eighteen months ago. Lads, he was chronic last night. Oh, he was only looking back at it. He was absolutely yeah. chronic. The, he was blaming the, everyone for everything. But he the gas, like. like what he, what he tried to do for the free kick, the Dina, uh, like the save he made for the Dina free kick, which I thought that free kick was tame enough, and he made it out to be an absolute like last ditch save, and then he slipped for the Ings for the Ings goal, not taking anything away from Ings because I still think it was a great finish, and then what was he doing for for the for the Bailey chance? He just jumped up into the air, uh, no idea what he did there, and yeah. So anyway, that's just a small bit of a bit of an aside uh, from from that point of view. Does anyone think? Um, is that BBC player? Yeah, maybe. I, I actually heard that today, but I, I I don't even know if you can get that in Ireland or not. So it didn't right. it didn't register with me. But Anne says that as somebody long said as it's it's shown it. somewhere in the world, yeah. Paddy. I think we'll be able to find it yeah, uh, somewhere along yeah. the line. Do you know what? I'm going to throw somebody in there as a bolter. You mentioned the word bolter. I'm going to throw Declan Furt in there as a bolter to be in the squad at the weekend, and the reason being is that. Declan Furt has been kind of whole since he moved to Chelsea in 2021. He's kind of played left back, left midfield. He's played up front at times. He's been a bit of a utility player, but he's got goals, and he's a player that I've not I've been surprised hasn't gotten a move away on loan. Um, and you know if we are going to dip into the youth squad, he's 20 years of age. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a grown man. And I, I think maybe he that's going to be my bolter that Declan Fort might get in there because he's he's been I'm not going to say he's been prolific but he's been there thereabouts he's got goals and he can play in, play in a multitude of positions. The only thing I suppose that kind of makes me think that he won't get in there is we haven't seen him in any in, in any of the preseason in any squads. Playing. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I've liked him every time I've seen him play. Um, the only thing that leads me to believe we won't see an awful lot of youth is that the under 18s play Saturday. And oh, the yes. under twenty under 23s play Monday night, yes. so it, it it's going to be impossible to pull them all out to play Sunday. So, uh, yeah, that's the only thing that I think there will only be a couple. Um, Mar Bogard, maybe he's made a couple of squads, possibly. Yeah, yeah, but the the few that you've mentioned, um, other than Firth, have all been in around the squad. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bogard in there. Uh, definitely, Caden Young. Um, other than that. Yeah. They probably probably need to be a little bit careful with uh with who the, with who they have for Monday night, but maybe that's maybe that's gone and play second fiddle. We, who knows? Um, like as I, as we were saying at the start, you don't want to underestimate Stevenage. You don't want to underestimate any team. Obviously, Stevenage being on being being on the run that they're on, but like if this is nil all in the last five minutes, it's a funny game football. Football, this is what I'm trying to get at. It's a funny game, football. That I would 
almost expect this game to be nil all in the last five minutes, going into the last five minutes, more than I would expect Aston Villa to be 4 nil up. But if we were nil all against Wolves last night, going into the last five minutes, I would have felt a small bit more down than I would have against Stevenage in the Cup. And I think think there's two reasons for that. Obviously, it's a cup fixture, and, and, and although you want to win cup fixtures, just weird things happen in cup games. Now, I, usually they happen when teams are playing at when you're playing against the lower league team at home. But it could very easily be one of these games whereby Stevenage packed the bus, we can't break them down, we finish nil-nil. And I wouldn't be surprised. So what I'm trying to say there is the expectation setting that I would have for myself here is that basically anything could happen in this game. But I would expect us to win, but anything could happen in this game. And I think another thing about it as well is, with with uh, do they still have replays in the third round of the FA Cup? Yes, they do currently, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, they, they, they did get rid of that during COVID, didn't they? Um, they did, and there's, there's actually a propo- I sent it to you earlier. There, I don't know whether you read it. There's a proposal to abolish uh, third it. round replays from for replays from the third round on. I think I think up to the fourth round, there's replays currently. Um, we've we've also got VAR because there's VAR on our pitch. So <laughs> I I think that's wrong too. I think it should be the same for everybody. A level playing field, and and if one ground doesn't have VAR, none of them should. But that's just my opinion. But. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a strange one. AFC uh, Stato has given us a list of players who have played for both clubs. Just looking at them, there, dingers. which is very interesting. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Toner. Right, I was only talking to him about somebody talking to somebody about him today. He's playing like in the third division or fourth division in Spain at the moment. It's Kevin Toner. He is, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's not recently gone up to Scotland, and he's with Motherwell he's, he's with Hibs. Yeah. Hibs. Kevin, to- I actually played with Kevin Toner's dad <laughs> many years ago. Show me age now. And his dad lives out. His dad lives out in Spain, so I presume that's the connection that that, he, that he's out there. But I didn't. Re- I never realized Ray Houghton played for them as well. No, I didn't either. Um, and I didn't. Do you know? Re- do you know what our head to head against Stevenage is like? <laughs> yeah, no. Zero. Like, we never played them before. Have we? we never played them. No. Never played Stevenage. Well. Anybody who's going to the game, you're going to witness history, so. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah. I was looking for the head to head, and 10 minutes it took me until some, something said never. Play. And, and Dusty has said that it's his little nephew's first ever visit to Villa Park, hoping to see the win. And I hope he sees lots oh, yeah. of gold. What's his name, Dusty? He... Pop it in there. We give him a shout out, and you can. Uh, I hope he's hooked in for life. Convert him into being a listener to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he sees um, a game like Barrow last year, plenty goals. Let's see. Yeah, I think so too. 
Ashley Westwood. Did Ashley Westwood play with I, Ashley Westwood? Isn't there as well? Interesting. Um, right. So I know Vinny, we got your team. You mentioned it there a while ago. Do you want to give us a reminder of what your team was there again? Um, I I remember about nine of the players, but I, I think I think they got broken down somewhere. So, yeah, I'd be going. I'd be going. Uh, Olsen, Cash. I see the the experience would be Chambers, but he's not. You know, he's not our first choice or yeah. second choice. Chambers, Feeney, Augustinson, Jim Donker, Sanson, and Coutinho, Bailey, Ings, and oh, Caden Young on the right, maybe I don't know something Caden like that. Right. Be interesting. I think a lot of fans are going to be wanting to see Caden Young. I know I mentioned mm-hmm. it at the start. He's probably pushing it a bit, but. Well, like, one that we've one that we've completely forgotten about here that Richard reminds me of is Nakamba. We haven't seen him in a long time. Does he go in the shop? The Does he go in the shop window? I don't know. Has he been making benches? Um, he was on the bench. Uh, Liverpool was it? Was Liverpool? I saw him on the bench. I just have a quick look. I think I think he was recently on the bench, yeah. Yes, he was. You're right. I was I was racking my brain to try and think of it there as well. He was on the bench recently, but like he's not been involved. Once again, he's another guy. Since he got since he had that knee injury under Steven Gerrard, he's not been involved at all. And do you do mm. I remember rightly? Yes, I do remember correctly. Was there some sort of Instagram controversy? Remember when I went on that, that the massive tirade against Instagram? Um that <laughs> uh, not like you that wasn't it? It was it was over the, the marvelous Nakamba sitting in between two Lambos, um, and he oh, it yeah. was something silly that, yeah. that, that he put as the caption on it. But uh, it turned out to be much ado about nothing anyway for a finish. Um, but and that's what I was getting at that like who cares what people put up on Instagram? But yeah, he hasn't really seen much action at all. I, I don't know. I don't know about marvelous. Um, look, I suppose really the biggest thing about marvelous is when we needed a central defensive midfielder, he was there, but. You know, after that, after winning the ball back and not going to ground an awful lot, you know, his passing ability isn't really up to standard. And I think that's really going to knock him down the pecking order since Una Emery has mm. come in here because yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't even have that seven to ten yard pass in him as much as as, as other players in the team. You know, Sanson could see uh, getting a run all right, but I, I'm not quite sure about Nakamba. I, I, I don't know. And I think uh, it was it was interesting yesterday, actually, Una Emery said he'd sat down and spoken, frankly, with players and probably... Mentioned that some players that they could leave if they wished. He was one of the first names that kind of came to mind. Not because he's bad or anything. It's just he's not getting a look in here. And, you know, maybe he wants it, to go and play football somewhere else. The last time he was on a pitch for Aston Villa was he came on in the 88th minute against Villarreal on the 15th of December. <laughs> ah, he got, he got a whole three minutes. Like, it's, it's just over a year ago that he played that brilliant game against Manchester City when, when yeah. Jack returned. You know, so th- there's de- there's definitely a, a player in there. As you say, his passing is not the best, but depends on who you're comparing him to because I, I, re- I remember his passing stats that day. You were, <laughs> you couldn't believe how good the, the yeah. statistics were. So, yeah. look, uh, obviously, uh, Emery doesn't fancy him or he, or he would have come in for, for a few minutes somewhere other than Villarreal. But uh, yeah, I would imagine he's 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 up high on that list of of those that can move on if needs be, and uh, I'd say we'll start seeing a bit of movement in the next week or so once we get this game out of the way. We've 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 got a whole we've got a whole week of uh, negotiations and and incomings and outgoings. I would imagine. So um, 
I'm actually surprised that he hasn't brought in a striker already because the rumour was always that he, he had a striker ready to come in. Whether that's still in I the negotiation. I, I think that just that just fuels the fire with me that it was somebody that's at the World Cup and he's just waiting yeah. for him to, to get back. From, like, mm-hmm. you, you look, you, there was a, a thing in Times Square. I saw a picture there of, of Hakimi and uh, Mbappe and Times Square. And the two lads had snuds on. You could just basically, basically see their eyes. <laughs> and everybody else is fine. They didn't even have hats on or whatever. And there's these, these two guys playing the bongos and the street, and there was a big crowd around them. But you could clearly see it was Killian Mbappe and Hakimi. I don't know when the photograph was taken. It could have been two or three weeks ago. But it was funny. Like, when I was looking at that, I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, do you know what? Players are still away. Our players still haven't fully integrated. Yeah, after the but it was a big, big story today. It was Messi's first day back for for PSG today, so yeah. he, he got an extended rest. But I think that was mainly got to do with their their fixtures weren't there, so he he was lucky enough to get that extra rest, especially at his age. But yeah, I think we'll start see see players back up to speed after the World Cup over the next week or so, yeah. and uh, yeah, we might see a little bit of movement because there, there's been other than, other than, other than Gakpo, there hasn't been. Anything major happened since oh, the Chelsea World Cup? Chelsea have been signing players on seven and eight-year deals today. You know, so they signed that. The but that's the beauty of it. I I actually you see, Aston Villa would have done the, would have done the club a huge solid if they went away and offered Boubacar Kamara a ten-year deal and gave him hundred grand over ten years. It's only going to appreciate. And then the the finagling financial finagling they could do with regards to amortization of his contract and so on once he gets sold would be absolutely huge. It's the new way in football. I, I was tweeting about it today. There's a reason Chelsea gave this guy a seven and a half year deal. It's to stay within financial fair play. They can amortize so when people talk about transfer fees, transfer fees don't matter a drop in the ocean. Okay, they do once they go over a certain amount. If you're talking signing someone for 20, 30 million now, it doesn't really matter a drop in the ocean if you structure the contract correctly. Ta- listen to um, the Price of Football podcast. Listen to Kieran Maguire on it. Uh, don't take my word for it. The teams are now going to start spreading contracts out over years and are going to use the financial finagling that they can do with regards to, to, to accounting practices and amortization of, of contracts in a positive way. Um, there was I've been trying to find a video. There was a video T for football. I'm almost with 100% certain had up at one stage, and it went through the amortization of Henrik Mkhitaryan's contract and Angel Di Maria's contract at Manchester mm-hmm. United. And when they sold both those players, they made huge profits um, on them on the basis of the structuring of their contract and how they could report financially in on those profits in future years after they were sold. So. Bear that in mind. I don't fully understand it. I'm not an accountant. I would love to get an accountant on, a, a proper footballing accountant on to discuss it because it's really interesting and it's not new to anybody. I just don't know why somebody hasn't just completely taken the bull by the horns. Maybe because teams are still struggling with COVID, infrastructural, um, trying to build up their finances and so on. But Chelsea have gone out and sh- Chelsea have done it today and it's the first thing on everybody's everybody's lips saying, hey, this is going to be new. Seven and a half year contracts. We're going to see more of these as teams want to spend more money on players. They're going to bring in other players then on these bigger contracts and uh, and and amortize their their contracts throughout the course of the, of or amortize the, the the funding on them out, out towards. It's basically essentially it's buying a player on a credit card. Think of it that way. Or buying it on Klarna. Um, you know. So so more to come on that. More to come on that. Maybe not for me because I've threatened to do this podcast. I'd say for the last two and a half years. But I don't want to get the details of it wrong because it's very intricate. Um, I have an understanding of it, but I don't want to get the details wrong. Uh, so I'd like to get somebody else to come in and do it with me. If there's any financial accountants there, or does anybody who understands amortization of contracting, please 
give me a DM. I'd love to get you to come on and explain it to us uh, from that point of view. Um, Paddy, what's your team going to be for tomorrow? I know I asked Vinny for his team. Vinny, give it to us, please. Yeah, I think it's just anybody's guess. But, like, I expect to see Olsen, as I said. I think Augustinson will start. Um, right back is a tricky one to pick. Um, I don't know whether he mixes up the centre half. I think he might play it a bit safe there. I think that'll be his safety net. Um, I think he could play the two guys. He, th- he could play uh, Mings and Chambers, Mings and Bednarak. Ming- I think Mings will play. Um or I mean, you know, he could play Konza, I don't know. But I think he'd just keep keep that just a solid there, a leader within that bunch. Um, and then I hope he gives a rest to the two boys uh, that are sitting midfielders and mixes that up. So um, possibly see Sanson in there. Um, Gaz just said there tomorrow, you did say the match was tomorrow, it's on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> did I? Um, you did. That's just part of a habit. Yeah, um, I I also think it's it's a game for Coutinho. I think Coutinho will start. I think Bailey will start because I think the guy is crying out for a goal. Um, he <laughs> literally crying out for a goal last night. Hey, he's not but, the only one. Like, <laughs> bad choice of words. I got I got I got lashed over for last last night. But uh, look, he's uh, he needs a goal. He he was he had a couple of chances against Liverpool, which he scuffed as well. So he could do with a goal. So I I think we put him in there alongside Ings. And then possibly Caden Young on the other side. So yeah. That that that's what I think will, will happen. Right back is the only one I wouldn't be too sure what he'll do with that. He might give uh Maddie Cash a game in there to get more uh minutes in the legs. Um Chambers could go. Chambers could do, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna go through my team because I'm gonna be here for the team sheet tension. Um, so I'd have 10 minutes to fill it to start the team sheet tantrum so I'm going to talk about who I think is going to be playing then um, one thing I would I do want to say as well uh, about the Leon Bailey thing last night as well it was really interesting actually Steffi Gregg um, his friend from Jamaica who passed away I think it was last year or the year before he did put up a post um, a couple of posts about Steffi Gregg prior to the game so potentially one of the reasons why he was emotional on the field was yeah and, uh, that, and that's fair enough. And I think, like, yeah, I, I, I sent that to you this morning. It was personal, yeah. Potentially yeah. it was personal. We did allude to it last night. And I, I, I think it's fair that we take that into consideration. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's why he was so emotional. Yeah. And that's the reason that, because he was so, he was very emotional. Remember, he scored after Steffi Gregg passed away as well. And he, he had did. a t shirt that had it on. And he cried, yeah. he cried after scoring that goal as well. So there was there's some, there's some attachment, there was some uh, friendship, or there was some. Uh, some yeah. some kind of relationship there or whatsoever or what or whatever should I say and uh, as I say well he probably would have loved him nothing more than score a goal on your birthday to honor her as well so look all these little things get taken into account I suppose um and yeah, uh, yeah look as I say I have no problem with a player showing passion like that like that's that's like that's that's what you want to see you want to see someone with the drive and determination and like I said the main word being passion. A passion that he was upset, he was visibly upset that he didn't score that goal. Whether yeah. it was for him, whether it was for Aston Villa, whether it was for the Aston Villa fans, or whether it was for the memory of his friend, that's passion. I have if someone's yeah. showing passion, passion's a good thing for me. Isn't it? And look, I think I, we obviously went live straight after the match last night, so we didn't see any of the interviews. And I, I thought Emery spoke very well about it yeah. and, and said he was, he was very happy to see the passion that was there and, and to see that he's upset and and. He alluded to the fact that he needs a goal as well. So um, I, I was happy to see him say that. So he was obviously upset still in the dressing room, judging by what, what Emery said. So 
look, take take that passion, put it on the pitch, put the ball in the back of the net. That's what he needs to do for me. Yeah, and I think he'll get minutes against Stevenage to prove that and to uh, and to put that right and, and, and ping a couple into the top corner. Well, lads, somehow we've eaten 37 minutes out of a preview for a team, none of us. Well, uh, actually, in a way, uh, it's been good kind of learning about Stevenage uh, as we've gone through here, the little bit that we did, and even the little parts there that, you know, we haven't, the players that have played for Stevenage, Aston Villa, um, and, uh, yeah, as I say, we will treat them with nothing but respect when they come to Villa Park at the weekend. I do expect the win, but with Aston Villa, you can expect a win, but also be prepared for a nil-all draw as well. That's just the way Aston Villa rolls. Look, as Vinny said at the very start, for some of you who weren't here, you know, we picked our team. We got to live with it now. You know? <laughs> last night, last night was the first time I expected a win out of the game since Emery took over. Of course, that bit me in the arse. And that's brilliant. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I was more confident, I think, against Spurs. I just had a feeling in the Spurs game that something was going to happen. Um, and 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 it turned out to be right. But, you know, this game at the weekend, uh, let's go for a run in the FA Cup. Who knows where it's going to take us? We have a cup manager as well. And, yeah, as uh, as uh, Paddy's alluded there, Daniel Salter says, I'm a qualified accountant. You're pretty much right. High level, if you sign someone for $5 million over five years in the accounts you showed us using $1 million of the assets, Useful economic knife per year. Yeah, that they were they were actually the terms that I they were used in this uh, YouTube video that I saw as well. So um, I, at least my memory isn't failing along with everything else. And thank you so much, William Baines. Yes, that I actually meant to click on that at the very start. I really appreciate that, William. That is really really kind of you. I I really appreciate that as well. Um, so oh, also just before I go, um, I want to thank everybody. We saw a lot of hats. Uh, literally, we're out of hats now, and they're on. Vinny back got order one. At the moment. Wait, Vinny, the last, the anyway. last three last night, you said I had three left. I was like, YouTube closed. Order, order, order. Yeah. Uh, just looking there, I thought I thought I saw one sneaking out from from underneath there, but no. Uh, the hats are called. We have them on back order at the moment. They're still up there. Also, we've got T-shirts just like this one, uh, print printed crest um, there as well. If anybody's looking for something, looking to support the podcast, look as I say. We're not going to over-egg the pudding and flog them too much, but I know a lot of people have reached out to us. So if he's modeling one of the mugs as well that are available in Northern Ireland Mug Company uh, too, I must actually put them up in the up in the, the website as well. I must find a way to link to their to their site. But um, no, as I said, a lot of people have reached out to us over the years and asked us, are we going to get any merch? And it's, we've been slow enough in getting it because uh, we wanted the price 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 points to be somewhere right. Um, but I suppose in the, in the current shipping economic climate that we have at the moment, it was never going to fall low enough. But we just said, listen, people asked for it, so we put it up there. And if people buy it, they, they, then, then thank you so much for it. And, and, and the hats should be back in. I think it's mid-February. I don't want to be putting too much pressure on John in case John is watching this. Uh, oh, God, the winter, over then. the winter be over then. The winter be over I don't... Don't count your chickens, Vinny. This is Ireland. Um, but anyway, listen, we're rambling now. I'm rambling. Vinny, thanks so much for popping on. Really Thanks appreciate it. Thanks and uh, Paddy, as always, thank you very much for popping on. Sunday. Oh, sorry. What day is the game again? I'm not, I've Sunday confused Monday. yesterday. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. Half past four on Half Sunday. Half past four on Sunday. Uh, we play Stevenage at home. Here's hoping to a win and here's hoping to a run in the FA Cup under our uh, our cup maestro in uh, Unai Emery. So thanks everybody for listening. Listen, stay safe, stay healthy. And until next time, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.